Hi, and welcome to Unquenchable Hope. I'm Louanne Botta. And I'm Marianne Crum. Ladies, we know it's hard to hang on to hope in a world that sometimes seems bent on stealing it, but it's not impossible. So stay tuned as we tackle all kinds of issues and talk about how, you know, no matter what this world dishes out, you can live with unquenchable hope. Hi, we're glad you are with us today. I'm going to start out by asking Luann a very deep philosophical (laughs) question. I know. Are you a go barefoot whenever you can person or are you I want to wear shoes person? Absolutely barefoot. Yeah. If I didn't have to wear shoes, I would never wear. No, I like shoes. I love the sharp heel. Not a too high heel because I'm 5'7". I don't want to be taller. But I love shoes. But no, I'd rather be barefoot. So can you walk on gravel in your bare feet? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I don't understand that. <laughs> that. That's just one of the many gifts I don't have. I can't stand to walk on stuff that is rough. It just kills me. I mean, if I have to walk on gravel barefoot, it takes me an hour to go 10 feet. (laughs) I'm not lying. Yeah. So today, that's just a little hint of what we're going to be talking about. In the spiritual sense, we all need to have our shoes on. Yes. And so we are going to be talking as as we go through the different pieces of the armor of God, uh, which is where we've been camping for a little while. We're talking about spiritual warfare. And Luann has a book coming out shortly, yes. October 10th, 12th, 12th, called Spiritual Warfare and the Armor of God, where she highlights a lot of the things that we're going to be talking about in a more detailed way. Okay. The universal things said by mothers everywhere who are stressed out trying to get their kids out the door to go somewhere is put your shoes on. I don't even know how many times I said that when my boys were little. So we're going to talk today about why we need to have our spiritual shoes on. Ephesians 6.15 says, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And that's in that section where the armor of God is described. So tell us about what are the shoes of the gospel of peace? Well, first of all, if what I had found in searching this, when those Roman soldiers put on their shoes, they were actually more like sandals. Mm-hmm. And underneath the sandals were nails and anything that would stick them, mm. like let them stand like firm. Like cleats. Like, oh, very good. Mm-hmm. And if you never wore cleats, I'm telling you, they work. I remember mm-hmm. when I used to play ball and I didn't have them. And I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. then once I had them, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, yep. it was so much different. Yep. It was so much different. Anyways, that's what they used in those days. And that simply would let you run in an amazing fashion, but it also will stick you right where you're at. Uh-huh. So when it talks about peace, we want to be grounded, grounded and stand firm in our peace that is Christ, and especially in this time we are in. We either have peace or we have fear or we're being tormented. Anxiety so it's one or is the other. an epidemic. Yeah, it uh, is. I hear more and more and more and more talk of uh, people suffering from panic attacks. And we did talk some about peace in an earlier episode, but today... Hang in there with us because we're going to go in a slightly different direction with it. Yes. Um, what what I noticed was that it talks about the gospel of peace. So it's the peace that comes from our understanding of the gospel of Jesus. So how would you say that understanding the gospel, embracing the gospel, 
accepting it and peace. How are those two things related? Well, because of Christ. I think because of he is our peace. Mm-hmm. What's that song? He is our peace that has broken, broken down, down every wall. wall. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there we I, go. We know you'll beg for more. So <laughs> Next so week we'll be performing <laughs> the Messiah. <laughs> um, no, so the peace is the gospel of peace. He says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled or let it be fearful. It's his peace. Mm. I know that I heard the Lord say to me, because I lost my peace, and he said to me, you lost your peace when you lost your trust. You know, when time goes on and you're looking for answers and they're not coming yet, and you start to lose that peace because now you're going to try to figure things out, all those things that go through your head, I lost my peace. And I don't want to lose my peace mm-hmm. because it is detrimental to this fight, yes. this spiritual warfare that we're in right now. And well, that we always are in, but this is heavy over the, the country and heavy over us as individuals right now. So... I heard him say, you know, you lost your peace when you lost your trust in me. Obviously, those two go hand in hand. And the gospel is the reason that we can place our trust in him. The fact that he sent Jesus to die for our sins, that in him we're secure. To me, that security is what brings the peace. He talked about standing fast. An understanding of the gospel gives us a firm grip on truth, on on the truth of God is taking care of us. God mm-hmm. is sovereign. God has a plan. God sees right. me. He'll provide. He'll protect. That's right. All those things are part of the gospel package, I guess. Well, yeah, say. I think it's when if you are talking to somebody who does not know, but you want to be able to give them the the meat mm-hmm. of the gospel. Yes. So you could easily rattle off that he is your peace. I mean, mm-hmm. because he is. Yes. Because of what happened on the cross and because of the resurrection, we have this undeniable peace that I don't think we walk in. I think it's so much easier to be afraid Mm-hmm. or to feel afraid. Feeling afraid is normal, I think. It's when you stay there and you allow it to overwhelm your life. And control what you do or don't Absolutely. do. Absolutely. Then where are you going to find peace mm-hmm. in that if you're not running with your shoes to the Lord yeah. and running, asking for that kind of peace? You know, if you think about it in scripture, I just came to my mind the story of when Jesus was in the boat and he was sound asleep mm-hmm. and those guys were freaking out. When, when you think about it, their boat is not like a major big boat. Mm-mm. And so there's water coming in. They're f- fearful. And so they don't know what's happening and he's sound asleep. Yes. And I always wondered, and I think we talked about this in, in our one we about did. fear. We mm-hmm. did how they woke him up. You know, they're accusing him of, oh, don't you care? Mm-hmm. All that kind of stuff. And yet he just stands up and just says, peace be still, because he calms storms in our lives. But if we don't run to that peace, how will we know? He's the real peace. I'm watching people everywhere, including myself, trying to find peace on the superficial level. Oh, mm-hmm. And that can look like a million different things. And I, I, it reminds me of one of my grandkids. When she was little, mm-hmm. she would constantly, if she... Th- thought she was saying something scary. She'd just go, not scary, not scary, not scary, <laughs> not scary, not scary. And I kind of so see good. the world doing that right now, going, not scary, not scary. Instead of really getting to the essence of, well, why 
can I not be afraid? Oh, yes. Because we are aligned and we are the, the daughters and the sons of the God who controls mm-hmm. nature, mm-hmm. like the guys in the boat. Yes. Jesus had to remind him. He was the creator who could stop the waves and the storms and yes. all that stuff. And all he had to do was speak to him. Well, that same God is, is our God. That's exactly if right. we're followers of Christ. And so we have that same foundational peace yes or it's available to us if we we don't have to walk around going not scary not scary not scary (laughs) and that's why when you put on this piece of armor you walk out of your house knowing you're walking in the christ of peace yeah so that when you have those situations whether your kid in school and there's all that frustration and all of those anxieties or or your work life or the home life whatever's going on we can really truly come against that anxiety mm-hmm. by simply using the word of God and speaking peace over our own lives. Yeah. Yeah. And when you were talking about the shoes having little like cleats, yes. little things mm-hmm. in them, I thought of the, the phrase that we might use if somebody's getting all hysterical or just going off the deep end and you might say to them, get a grip. Oh, get uh, a grip. Go. Yeah, that's good. And uh, yeah. that's exactly what <laughs> the shoes of peace yes. are for us. That's they help right. us get a grip. That's good. Yeah. That, I like that. Grounded in truth. I was looking up some stuff related to this whole idea of the shoes of preparation of the gospel of peace. And Vine's Expository Dictionary is is one of those old reference books that is kind of cool to look words yes. up in and people have been using it for years. And so it defined this kind of peace as the tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ. And so fearing nothing from God and content with its earthly lot of whatever sort that is. So it's like living without being in, in fear of what's going to happen next or or the wrath of God, because Jesus was our peace with God, just not living in fear unhealthy fear of God. Mm -hmm. There's a healthy fear of God and an unhealthy fear of God, but having an accurate view of how much he loves you and that you're saved, that you have the righteousness of Christ brings a peace that people outside of the family of God don't know. That's right. I mean, even atheists, I think, have this niggling fear in the (laughs) back of their minds that, uh (laughs) uh-oh, what if God is real? What if I'm wrong? Yeah, what yeah. if I'm wrong? Mm-hmm. No, and I, I agree. I agree. That was really, that was very powerful. That was kind of deep too. Yeah, it's a little deep. Yeah, I like it. No, but I like that. Yeah. And I think the main part of it is, it is actually a choice how we want to deal with what we are all walking through right now. Again, we bring up the nation because it's in front of us 24-7 of how out of control so many things are mm-hmm. and how chaotic it all is what the pandemic did and caused so much fear and people losing jobs and all of those things. And we talked about it when we did our segments about Mm -hmm. fear, but you always replace fear. You got to replace it with something. Mm -hmm. And so when you're replacing fear, you replace it with peace. Again, it's, it's what we've been saying in every conversation we've been having to encourage everybody. We must know the word of God. Mm -hmm. We must know who that peace is and who to run to and use that word over the enemy who comes in like a flood and makes us afraid or tries to make us afraid Mm -hmm. unless we choose peace. And it is a choice. Mm -hmm. It's a focus. Even if we're speaking to people who may have been very directly affected by COVID, still we can choose to focus on the things that bring us peace, which is the Lord 
that peace that comes from understanding the gospel, understanding our salvation, understanding the hope that is coming. Yes. Understanding that it's not spinning out of control, mm-hmm. that he, he still has his hand in this. Well, he's not pacing heaven. No, exactly. Trying to figure this all out. It's been figured out. It's, I think what we're wanting to truly say is that when because fear can be such a poison, we stand against that and put on those shoes of peace, you are putting on Christ and you're putting on his peace as you walk out that door. That's right. I noticed reading through Ephesians 6.15 again, this verse about the the, uh, shoes, and, and I noticed that it says, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. I looked it up. If you've been with us, you know I like to look words up. (laughs) So I looked the word preparation up, and I saw that, again, the original word in the Greek is one that they sometimes used for this team of slaves, I guess, or, or soldiers or whatever, that they would send out in front of a king as the king was traveling somewhere. Sometimes they might be coming up to a spot in the road that was blocked or just was all messed up or impassable. So they'd send this crew out to make the way smooth. Cool. I need to put these shoes on that are going to prepare the way before me. Mm. We can walk in panic or we can walk in peace. Mm-hmm. And it's a much smoother ride yes. <laughs> if we choose to focus on God, focus on the truth, turn our attention there, our way is going to be a lot smoother. Like, you know, we're going to have a lot less bumps and anxieties and panic and all of it. Oh yeah, no, I agree. When we are speaking about peace and talking about peace, again, I, I just think it's a choice. It's like yeah. anything else. You choose to say, God, you know what? I don't know how this is going to work out. I don't know what to do with this. And you see my tears and and all of this, but I am going to choose to -hmm. believe you. One thing that I use in counseling is this thing called a God box. You make this little box or a jar. When you start to worry about something or you get in Mm -hmm. fear or you just keep thinking thoughts that are destructive, you write them down on a piece of paper and you stick them in the box or the jar and you're giving them to God. You're saying, Lord, I'm giving this to you. It goes along just with what you were just saying. So then down the road, if you catch yourself thinking that thought again or that fear again or worrying about that thing again, you have to literally go get it out of the box and go through the process again. I'm giving this back to you. It sounds silly, but there are women that I've been meeting with that have gotten off the lawnmower and gotten inside and gotten that thing out and (laughs) given it to God again. People say they have gotten out of bed. Nice. Just It's a discipline. You know, the thing of taking every thought captive. It just is sort of like an actual tangible thing you can do. But the the cool thing is that I'm hearing these women say, wow, it really is training me to not do it. Because I don't want to have to go in there and find it, for one thing. Because pretty soon your box gets pretty full. (laughs) If your brain works like mine, your box can get full. And you have to rummage through there and find that one. That is a great idea. So anyway, that's one thing. Okay, another thing that I have used is a little chart. You can't see it because this is a podcast that doesn't have video. Praise God. (laughs) But it's three columns. The middle column would be where ideally we live, which is we're living in the gospel. We are embracing the word of God and we're doing our best to make our thoughts conform to that, our behavior. Okay. And this is good. And so that's the perfect column to be in. And so it lists some of the fruit of that. And 
at the end of the column, I won't read all the things that are on it for time's sake, but in the end, what, what it produces in us is the fruit of the Spirit, which mm. is in Galatians 5. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, all the good stuff, yeah, the good. things we want. To the left of that column, if you're not walking in that central gospel column, you may swing over to law-keeping, which would be like the Pharisees in, yes. in the New Testament that Jesus wrangled with all the time, where we're trying to save ourselves by our good works. We're trying to justify ourselves. All the emphasis is on our performance. We tend to be very critical of other people because we're yes. all about keeping the rules. And so you got to keep the rules and demanding of others. And at the bottom, what it produces is anxiety, fear, weariness and depression and it's easy to see yes. the connection if you're living under that rigid legalism another way you can swing okay. on the other side of the middle column <laughs> are idols of the heart which means that you have this intense focus on satisfying yourself and feeling good so most of your life is all about doing things that make you feel good and the focus is on yourself you deal with problems by trying to just escape them well you know partying yes, substance sure, abuse sure there's a very much an inward focus of selfishness we tend to use people and control them because everything is about meeting our needs. And at the bottom, what it produces, again, anxiety, fear, weariness, wow. and depression. Wow. So this thing of putting on the shoes of the gospel is practical. It's not just philosophy. It's not just words. Yes. You look at what it produces, and that's the stuff we want. Well, I wish people could see that because as soon as she showed that to me when I got here... <clears throat> The first thing I looked at, it talks about on that left-hand side is striving. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing worse than trying to do things because we want to fix it or we want to just take care of it and just take it and run with it. And, and, and we strive. And don't you think that's part of what's happening now because the problems that are so big, like COVID, the political situation, so many things, we can not do anything about them. They're so big. And we hear about them nonstop, and they're things that we can't fix. Mm -hmm. So we have that inner turmoil of, I, I want to strive to fix this, but there's nothing I can do. That's right. Yeah. So, I know. So then watching the news just kind of breeds that feeling of helplessness and despair because yes. it seems like nobody's doing anything about it that's working. <laughs> yes. So. Well, you know, it's kind of funny too because on my way, I have to shut off the news. And I, I don't know how we could possibly say that more not to let ourselves be settled in the news mm -hmm. because it causes such turmoil and such anxiety and it steals and robs our peace, which is the ultimate goal of the enemy of our own soul. Yes. He is out to steal your peace. And so for us to stand and be able to stand firm in peace, I love that analogy of that box. I probably will go ahead and do something like that because I think it's very cool. I hate to have to go back into that box because I, I, it's too tedious. I know. It's tedious. <laughs> it's I'm not it's, that. I hate tedious. It's like aversion therapy. Yeah. It's so yeah. annoying to have to do it. That but, you're like, oh, okay, forget about it. And I just won't I, yeah, do it. I I'm just won't totally think like. I'm totally not thinking that <laughs> yeah. thought. Now I just won't think that thought and I'll just give it to Jesus. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and just get it, get it done because I'm not a tedious kind of person like that. But if it has to remind me to go back to that and say, oh no, I don't want to go to the box. So Lord, I give this back to you. And I think that's a, the kind of process that we have to do when we want to walk in peace. Mm -hmm. And I certainly do not want the enemy to steal. I, I just don't want to give him any ounce 
of my peace that is in Jesus. Because when you can come to the Lord and feel that comfort and feel that peace and feel the knowing that, you know what, I don't know how you're going to work this thing out, but I believe that you're going to, because that's going to go with faith. Peace and faith can go so hand in hand. Uh And so when you can get yourself into that place of peace, that faith starts to build. And so what would be the enemy's greatest tactic to muster up so much fear? I mean, you even have commentators on newscasts talking about this fear that everybody is feeling. Well, who in the world is the author of that? He's like having a heyday, the enemy, knowing that we're sitting in this choosing those who choose to sit in that because God is saying, wait a minute, I have peace that passes anybody's understanding. And I am offering that to you. And that's the hope. The hope is not only that we can have that in our own hearts and be grounded in that peace, uh, which is like the shoes ground us, right? right? So the peace grounds us. But also the world, we are to be the aroma of Christ Mm -hmm. to this world. And if we are as crazy as they are, then what's attractive about that? Yes. But one of the things that can shine like a star in the darkness right now are are believers who are at peace. Yes. But it has to be real. No, correct. Because you can spot that, Right, exactly. And so that means we've got to come to terms with this ourselves and then people around us are going to notice, how can you be so calm? Just like Jesus was in the That's boat. Right. They're going to say, I mean, how can you be so chill about all this? Uh, yes. And then that gives us an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because... Of Jesus. No, that's really good. I think it goes back to what we said in the last segment, I think last week, is when you take a step back and wonder why you're so fearful, it's almost the same understanding and, and tactic as that box is. When you just sit there and think about why you're being so afraid or what mm-hmm. is making you so afraid in a situation. And I guess someone has said a long time ago, most of the things you're afraid of never, never happen. Mm-hmm. But again, you tell that to Joe because I guess that was it. <laughs> But it doesn't happen all the time. But anyway, I just think that if you take a step back and say, okay, God, why am I so afraid? I've had to do it a million times. Listen, this is a process we all walk through. It's not like any of us have it down pat because you got to walk it day to day. Yes. So when you get afraid and you start to feel afraid, I have said to the Lord so many times, you have not taken me this far to leave me now. Mm-hmm. And so I don't believe you're going to leave me in this situation. So you just work it out. Yeah, I trust you to work it out. And I think that, I think he probably giggles when we can get to that place of putting it in the box of, pay, of yes, of peace and trust, mm-hmm. peace and faith, peace and trust. Mm-hmm. Instead of being so overwhelmed, the only person who is screaming fear is the devil himself and he'll use anybody to do it. Mm-hmm. So when you're hearing so much fear about what's going to happen to the country, what's going to happen here, what's going to happen with this? Am I going to get so sick that I'm going to die? Am I going to, those are all good questions, but they are so overwhelmed in so much fear. Yeah. They're rooted in fear. They're ro- Thank you. That was the word I was looking for. Yeah. <laughs> they're rooted in fear that people are taking other avenues yeah. other than the peace of Christ. And the contrast would be as we walk through the world with our shoes of peace on, Yes, the picture of Isaiah 52, 7, which says, how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. Oh. 
Wonderful. That just sums it up. That summed it completely up. And there's a great scripture to leave us with. So (laughs) if we've summed up, it must be time to stop. (laughs) We hope you'll join us next time. We're going to talk about faith. Ladies, we pray you've been encouraged today and that you'll come back next week for more truth and hope. And if you'd like to know more about us, check out our websites. Those addresses are in the show notes. And hey, if this podcast encouraged you, it can probably encourage someone else. So please share it and share some hope.